Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-mask.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Each week, our team discusses news and events from this past week as long, and as well as previewing the week ahead. We cover Mexico-based promotions like AAA and CMLL, along with top independent and luchador-related news from WWE, AEW, MLW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and more. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on Central.com. This podcast and others of Central Podcast Network are available on major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodBay, and I'm Miranda Morales, one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Weekly Podcast, and well, this is a team effort. There is an I, Miranda, but not in, so let's get, let's bring in our other two co-hosts. The first one is the dashing one, Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, Miranda. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, running through this intro like lightning, I think. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I'm very excited to get to this week's topics. Uh, I mean, last week we literally had a jam-packed show. This week we do as mm-hmm. well, but we do have some breathing room to talk about, um, you know, some of the other happenings uh, that are that are occurring uh, in the independent yeah. scene, getting a little Preview bit of a longer. Things. Yeah, preview mm-hmm. some things. So uh, I'm very excited for that. Um, and, well, we have our other co-host. Well, who? Who am I talking about? Who? Who? That who? is Brendan Barr. Brendan, how's it going? Not bad. How are you doing? Doing very well. I am so glad that we are all back together. It <laughs> yes. is my favorite part of Thursdays when we record this kind of peeling behind the curtain. Uh, many of you may be listening to this when it drops on Fridays. And maybe if you're weak, that's, that's good. I'm really curious real quick. Is there certain days of the week that you have routine for certain things? Like we record this on Thursdays and then, you know, drop it on Fridays. But are there things that, you know, there's a very specific day of the week that you do certain things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I do my chores. Right. So 
pre-pandemic, I did my chores on Monday while I was supposed to be watching wrestling. So that way, anytime there was a boring match, (laughs) I could go fold some laundry, (laughs) do something else. Uh, Post-pandemic, I do all of my chores on Saturday now because that's when I'm going to be in front of the computer and the videos will be playing. So totally, totally get all the, as much housework as I can done, which is not a lot, mind you, but... Uh, Still, that's a good that's yeah. a good plan. I have done laundry, laundry while watching wrestling as well. Dusty, <laughs> yes. what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I always get donuts on Saturday morning. That's my most oh, usual yeah. daily thing. I I love donuts, and there's a lot of great places right around here to get donuts. So I end up with a lot. <laughs> I love donuts. I oh, love donuts. Too. Uh, you know, it's like Steve Carell's character in uh, Anchorman when he loves lamp. I love donuts. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I mean, exactly how I feel. I love, who don't love donuts to be untrustworthy. That's that's, that's <laughs> science. That's science. Yes. I'm pretty sure. What's your favorite kind of donut? I like oh. the, there's a maraschino cherry donut with a cherry glaze here at the grocery store close to my house. And I am obsessed with them. I buy them three at a time because I can't mm. eat just one or even just two. So, yeah, they're the best. Yeah, that's my fave. Uh, I love those uh, Boston cream pie style ones that uh, these mm-hmm. kind of, the, um, the 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 other nice thing about them for me is I only need one of those. Like if I'm somebody hands me a old fashions, I need like two of those. But one of those <laughs> cream filled ones is more than enough to get my sugar craving and my my hunger out of the way. Yes, I you know I'm a traditionalist. I like a traditional cake donut, like even just plain. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts has a blueberry one that's like super good, mm-hmm. but those are good. good. But uh, just a plain cake donut, nothing on it. I don't know. Like that is that is my Achilles heels of donuts. I don't need anything super fancy, though. I will eat the crap out of it. You know, <laughs> I usually take what's presented. Uh, yes, everyone, let us know what your favorite donuts are. On that's that's uh, yeah. what yes. I'm gonna how I'm gonna pull it in. This don't send donuts. If you want to send donuts to the show, somebody else. Because I will eat all of them, and I don't want to do. I'll eat all of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that Dusty can take all the donuts. Dusty volunteers his tribute for your donuts. Uh, I can't resist them. I'll take them all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you buy the love cast host. Uh, just donuts. Well, you know, now that we're all hungry and we're ready to go, uh, I mean, let's let's kick off the show as we have uh, in the past. Brennan, you're giving us some information on the road back to show. Some things change and some things stay the same. Uh, yeah. Um, so speaking of changing, 10 of the 32 states in, in Mexico have gone to the yellow condition this week, which means if they stay there for... I believe it's three weeks. That's what I've been uh, reporting the last few weeks. They could conceivably go to green, which may mean we're seeing our way out of this in some areas. Uh-huh. Uh, you could probably tell by my hesitation, though, that Mexico City is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're Mexico City's still orange. Uh, they're, we're still going to get these uh, 30% capacity crowds. So it's probably not going to change for a while. Um, I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out with things. I feel like the CMLL anniversary show is going to be a big kind of telling of, of what what uh, over-the-top big shows are going to look like in the uh, pandemic era here. 
Uh, there was some other rumblings around. Uh, I just thought this was an interesting one to, to frame this. We still can't, athletes still can't go into Mexico to perform, even though seemingly they can come here to perform based on the fact that like, um, Daga is working a couple of shows north of the border. We've seen obviously the Lucha brothers make it to Florida. I, I don't know if they're staying in Florida, but they clearly made it past the border to do that. And a couple other people, ROH is starting to get their Lucha crew going. So clearly they can come north, but uh, we can't go south. And then uh, it was brought up again that uh, Ace Austin, who I'm sure uh, Miranda could tell us a lot more about because he's been on TV on, on, uh, couple of places to be watching him. He is the uh, DTU Alto Impacto champion. And uh, oh, in an interview, cool. he was he was talking about uh, maybe the people that want that belt should have a little mini tournament because it's going to be a while before he makes it there. And then they can figure out who's, who's going to wrestle him, which I think that's a great idea. Yeah, um, I always love a tournament. Yeah, I love tournament. Uh, DTU's been putting on great little... Uh, great. I shouldn't say little. They're pretty good, good in size considering the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Putting on great, uh, great uh, you, uh, with with fantastic kind of blocking and setting. Mm-hmm. So uh, tournament might be fun for the next one. And then my last thing for our road back today is just more on uh, one of my subjects near and dear to my heart. So uh, wrestling. So we've talked before about schools uh, that are are struggling uh, pro wrestling revolution is selling the Lucha mass on luchamass.com to try and make sure that they can keep up with their financial needs. while they're very limited on people that can physically be in classes. Uh, and uh, a legend in Lucha Libre, Dr. Wagner jr. Is opening up a school in Torreon. So, uh, I mean, so cool. the, uh, the cynic in me is thinking that that's probably just a place where he and his sons can, can wrestle and then charge other people to show up. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) even still, I, if I were, if I were a a young or in Mexico, that would be an exciting school to, to try and, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get the rub from seeing those guys up close and how they work would Mm -hmm. be an incredible benefit. Mm -hmm. And, so many wrestlers are tactile learners, you know, if they see it and touch it, they can do it. And so that, yeah. you know, even if they just watched, I think it would be an incredible experience for people. It's very mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a lot of announcements, whether if he's going to do a hybrid class, like a lot of people are experimenting with, or if it's going to be all in person, but uh, just seeing that he's going to open a school uh, is, uh, is going to be, it's really good news for the future of, of uh, Lucha Libre. So you know, another great legend is able to to teach classes. They're not all uh, they're not all holed up in the Mexico. Some of them are out and about. Yeah, very cool. He's probably not too welcome to train at Arena Mexico anyway. <laughs> I, <that's laughs> Without a, that contract, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other subject for sure. <laughs> I, I, it would be it would be an interesting question. He's even welcome back right now. To uh, yeah, I. I don't want to speculate on that. I mean, we don't have that much pull, so we're not really stirring the pot. But, uh, uh, no. yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it, the world of Lucha Libre internal politics is a very bizarre place. So it's it's hard for us as outsiders to under sometimes. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> All right. So that's my road back to shows. It's short and sweet. 
but uh, lots of lots of good news for once. Like none of that depressing stuff where nothing's happening and we get to look forward to to uh, weeks of promo packages. You know, again, as as you know, some things change and others stay the same. I think that is definitely the sign of what's happening in Mexico. But, you know, it does look like the fact that some places are closer to, uh, you know, being in the green means hopefully, you know, eventually that will creep in, into Mexico City. Mm, right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for that for Seattle, too. But that's yeah. <laughs> uh, well, next up, though, Brennan, you're not done yet because you, you have oh. this week's Indie Roundup. All right. That always gets me. Uh so oh, we I'm glad. <laughs> we uh we have a few shows this week. I managed to uh find uh, on on the Mas Lucha YouTube channel, I managed to find uh some of the Lucha Time stuff that for whatever reason I'm not finding on Facebook where I thought it was supposed to be, but I found the Nueva Era episode 4 uh and it was another four match sort of affair just just a little under an hour. Um, pretty decent stuff. I'll just dive right into it. We had a match with uh, Ray Destroyer and Nocivo versus Black Spider Jr. and Radar. Uh, that was uh, you talking about an undercard match with a with a card full of young guys. So you can imagine the amount of energy and and uh, the fact that it took probably less than two minutes to get a dive out of these guys was not at all surprising. Uh, uh, definitely a good way to start off the start off a night. Nice high energy match. Ray Destroyer and Nocivo got the win. Uh, then you have uh, Baby Extreme and Vertigo versus Punk Clown and Alex Black. Uh, this was it's it was a fun tag match. Again, I don't. I'm starting to develop more context on story they're doing in Lucha Time, so things will go better as far as that from enjoying and watching these things. And this one had lots of story in it because at the end of it, you had everybody angry at everybody. Tag team partners were yelling at the tag team partners. Um, I heard a, a, a dirty word and payaso, so I assume they were talking about <laughs> punk clown. uh and uh yeah so baby extreme of vertigo won but really the story coming out of this is like all of these teams look like they're on the verge of breaking up and they all want to fight each other so maybe in episode five we some payback on that uh then next we had medico brujo sick and sick boy versus bomba and granada and they just brawled and brawled and brawled, and eventually, and I had to look, I had to rewind and look for this. The referee just counted them out and told the timekeeper to ring the bell. Uh, if you're into if you're into big brawls and scrums, this was definitely a good match for you. Uh, I did not like the fact that they didn't have a bell or a graphic or something to tell me the match was over, because as you might imagine, they were still brawling after the ref. Uh, I'm using the air quotes. You can't see me at home, but. <laughs> ended the match they just kept brawling for a minutes so uh i wish that i could have gotten a little more on that but i it was it was fun and then the last one is epidemus versus Hio delispo and epidemus came out on top of that and there was a little bit of shenanigans uh, i'm i thought Hio del spectro and the other uh legacy wrestlers were going to be like the main card uh Rudos or heels in this, but uh, Hijo del Espectro got kind of beat down after the match. 
by uh, Epidemus and a few other people. So maybe plans have changed. I don't know. Stay tuned, I guess, because now that I found more, found the stuff, I'm going to hopefully be updating with your time a lot, a lot more. Uh, I am, and I'm still trying to talk with my guys. We've got, if you're into this Lucha Time thing and, or don't know what I'm talking about, uh, there's plenty more to come. Uh, also this weekend, they broadcast part three of IWRG Radio Ring. Uh, I'm going to be straightforward on this. I did not watch as much of this as I wanted to, because it was happening while I was doing some personal things. But uh, I was I was chatting with uh, Eric Muter, who was doing the Lucha Central results, and more or less he was live blogging it. So I think I have the right winners. Uh, a lot of the time he was more excited about the things that happened at the end of the match. So I was confused as to who actually won, <laughs> which I, I think is great. That tells me it was a good match. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, that's up on Lucha Central uh, it's, uh, something to the effect of we're going to see, we're going to have fun until the stream dies, I believe is what he called it. And that, that was kind of the, is kind of the story of uh, IWRG streams at times is that they, uh, are suffering from technical problems. Hmm. But, uh, we started off with Shadow Boy and, and Ray Halcone and, uh, Ray Halcone Jr. came out on top on that one. Then we had Puma de Oro versus Toxin and what was, sounding like an extremely exciting match and i mean both of these these guys are, are fun to watch so i i saw some highlights of it a good um uh, toxin came out on top on that one uh dragon bane versus yoshi yoshioka um, i'm already not able to speak spanish and now i have to speak japanese words too so <laughs> uh dragon bane came out on top of that one demonio infernal and fresario jr versus the traumas uh if there was a submission win in there um eric tends to agree with me i was watching this one because uh the stream was working at that point in time and i was done with my stuff it, it was very good i love the traumas uh, for those of you who are unaware, they are a little bit affiliated with uh, Negro Navarro and his kind of more grappling style. So I've been trying to uh, watch more of their matches. And uh, it looks like uh, uh, Demono Infernal and Fresero Jr. came out on top with the, the submission in there. But again, uh, i sure someone who was paying better attention to to things if they know better then you can let me know and i will update this result i apologize uh he owed candles lupus and shun skywalker in the end in the main event and shun skywalker put on a show and and he did win this it's a good match again you're dealing with a lot of younger guys so if you're this is was a very athletic contest um I don't, I don't know if either of you got a chance to watch it. It was up for free on YouTube and it's been up, but, uh, that's what we, that was the, the radial ring of it. It was really, it's, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like, uh, Eric was, was, uh, doing a bad job. He was having fun and he gave good coverage that, that is an amazing article on there. Uh, I, I just, uh, was, was looking at that and was too drawn into the, the, uh, the fun that was going on to, when I was doing my notes. Did you guys see it at all? No, I haven't yet. I'll have to check that out. Sounds yeah. exciting. Love Shun Skywalker. <laughs> and my last one that I've got here is the... Oh, wait. I shouldn't say my last one. My last one I've got on this page. 
Okay, yeah, I've got at least one more. I've got uh, Lucha Libre Vanguardia, and uh, I don't know. Did either of you see this? I know Miranda said that you you follow them, so you might have seen. It. I haven't been able to see it yet, but I do follow uh, Vanguardia on social media, so I do get to see yeah. some of the clips that they post on, mm-hmm. but haven't been able to see the full show. I have seen. I think uh, is this where they had the death match? Yes. Oh, okay. I've seen pictures of that. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it all, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I'll let you run with it. <laughs> you, uh, interestingly enough, even though I had really good feet on that, I, I did not watch a lot of that because the death match was carnage. So I was trying my best to lean from Spanish commentary while looking anywhere but at the screen during a lot of this match. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a second there. Uh, the, the opening match was Mascara de Angel and Alpha Jr. Uh, again, you've got two very young guys who wanted to put on a good show and they, they definitely set a good tone. I, uh, you know, I, I, I could easily nitpick any of these indie matches because indie matches have... Uh, a little less polish on them than you're seeing on TV, but that's why you see what you see on TV because they they want to please everybody. But these these were great matches, great great matches, all of them. Uh, I have Mascara de Angel, uh, and then I mean, and then we had Billy and Murdoch. I love these names, Murdoch. That's that's my lucha name. It's not as as great as Fred. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Billy and Murdoch versus Falcon Fire and Mission Arrow, and Billy and Murdoch. Uh, one, uh, they uh, are part of a faction called Los Fugitivos, and uh, that is apparently a debut win for them. So good job to them. That uh, that sounds like they we're going to see a lot more Billy and Murdoch doing Billy and Murdoch thing, whatever that turns in. Uh, we have Gasparin Sim- and Simbolo Azteca against Kilcorton and Tromba. Uh, and Am, Principi, Arrow, and Resplendo. Uh, uh, Tromba and Kilcorton were last-minute additions to this. Uh, um, sorry, my notes confused me for a second there. Uh, Gaspar and Jr. and Simbolo win, but again, the story coming out of this, because uh, you can't have too much uh, straight-up matches, was there was a big scrum afterward. So uh, the the uh, I'm assuming the good guys wound up getting beat down. Again, I'm working on, on learning who the Technicos and Heels are, and with no fans, it's all, or, and Rudos, with no fans, it's a little harder sometimes. Uh, then we had Drastic Boy, Junior, Cobra, and Latigo in, uh, in, a, in a four-way scrum. Uh, Drastic Boy got the pin on, on Cobra, and here we go. It's the Inferno death match. Uh, Crazy King, Flystar, Medio, Medo, Extremo uh, uh, against Caballero de Atina, Dragon Boy, Jitsu, and Ray Dragon. Uh, so, what did you see in the uh, in the footage there, Miranda? Because, like I said, I, I saw a lot of blood and a lot of crazy. Yeah, these are these are actually more oh. pictures from uh, they posted on social media. They have pictures from each match, actually, some really mm-hmm. uh, well done pictures. But uh, this in particular highlights all of the madness from that uh, death match. I mean, uh, the the one that stands out is a piece of wood that was set on fire, 
set in between two chairs and <laughs> someone getting a suplex that looks like or oh jumps into into that flaming piece of wood. There was also fluorescent light tubes. So there's a yeah. big one of uh, a bunch of, of shards of fluorescent light tube all jumping uh, up uh, from the ground. Um, and it looks like after some kind of suplex that occurred. So I didn't get to watch it, but on yeah. the uh, Lucha Vanguardia uh, social media, specifically their Facebook, they have lots mm-hmm. of pictures. They do have um, a lot of, all of pictures. Them. Yeah, and this and, one in particular, and, though. Is, and they're, they're very... They're much safer pictures than trying to watch this in live action. If you're a little squeamish about a little bit of the color, as, as Dusty Rhodes used to put it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, like I said, I spent a lot of time not trying to not watch the, the very crazy parts of it. But it did end with, uh, uh, with, with uh, Crazy King, Flystar, and Mado Extremo getting a win and uh there was interference and other craziness and cyclope who was supposedly banned for life after their last event or may yeah their last event uh showed up and threw somebody into an ice cream truck as part of their their big signature moment in this match so that was kind of cool and it makes me you know it's wrestling. Nobody's nobody's de- gone unless they uh, un- unless they worked for CMLL. I guess I'm, I'm just throwing that shade out there for no particular reason. <laughs> uh, the last the last uh, indie event I've got is Cantina Extrema, which I believe happened two weeks ago. Um, you, you had Crazy Boy against Blaze. Crazy Boy got the win there. You had Arrow Panther, Dragon Suicida, and Principe Arrow against. Darius, Meta, Tiger, and Samurai Jr. Uh, Arrow Panther, Dragon Suicida, and Principe Arrow got the win. You had Yoshioka against Kellis, Kevin, Hormiga, and Flywar. And Yoshioka, Yoshioka got the win. Another one, just Kevin. You have people who name themselves after death. There's <laughs> angels, there, there are, are colors, and then there's Kevin. Yeah. Uh, and the I, I have a team well, it name. It takes a for, lot of pride in it. I you know, <laughs> It, it, Kevin is a to, way of life. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be. Uh, it's a, and then I have a name now for the uh, for the the, the Brazos that I've seen at a lot of these DTU events. So Brazo Celestio, Brazo Cibernetico Junior, and Brazo da Oro Junior are calling themselves Lost Bad Boy, and oh, they like were in a, yeah they were in a match against Blackfire, Paranoico, and Pesadilla, and they did get the win. But I mean, really, the big story for me was I now know what they are calling their faction. To Dusty's point, I really like it. Um, and then we had Hiho the Doctor Polu P O L U X. Have no idea how to how to even pretend to say that one. Uh, Doctor Pollux Junior uh, against Avorto Corsario Negro Junior. Polex. Uh, yeah, Polex. Polex. He only thought Doctor Polex Junior. Sheneke <laughs> and okay, so let me start all over again. He the Doctor Polex against Avorto. Corsario Negro Chineke and Sick Boy and he hoed a Dr. Pollux Jr. won the, the thing. Um and I am winning by learning how to pretend to say that. Uh and then we had the main event. 
Dr. Wagner, Jude, and Skywalker against Baby Extreme and Camouflage. And, oh my goodness. So there was even an article about this, but Camouflage has been used in every DTU main event and always in there against a legend. So they seem to be building him up really big, and the news is noticed. Um, However, Dr. Wagner Jr. and Shun Skywalker got the win on this one. So uh, a little surprising, but not uh, not that surprising. You know, it is Dr. Wagner Jr. Yeah, he's the best, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, this is one that I didn't get to see either. I saw the uh, their pictures, the visuals for DTU, as always, are, are just glorious and gorgeous. And I saw the, the wrap-up with... Uh, all the guys in the main event in a, in a couple of pictures and uh, it just looked like a really fun and exciting match. And I'm, I really look forward to being able to see some of these pay-per-view matches on, on YouTube or somewhere else at some point, because they always seem to have a really great presentation, but uh, that's the indie roundup for this, this week. (laughs) Uh, DTU is having another show, correct? I don't know when, but I know the title, De Patria Extrema. Yes, they announced the the name. I was not able to get a date, which is why I was saving that for a, a week of the road ahead at some point. But, uh, yeah. Spoiler uh, alert, everybody. <laughs> not at My all. bad. No worries. Uh, yeah, the, the name is out there. Uh, the date is probably out there, too, but... Uh, uh, as you may have noticed, I had a lot of things because I had to catch up with some of last week's indie stuff, mm-hmm. too. Yes. And a lot of this information with Lucha Libre, Vanguardia, and DTU, those are with some of the video that is available. So if you are interested in reviewing these shows or some of the other independent Libre promotions um, that are putting some shows out there, you can find that on Com. And, well, next we kick it off to Denise Salcedo with this week's Lucha Central Central. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. Sundays on the Lucha Central Facebook page, world-traveled shooter of the camera kind, Jerry Villagrana goes mano a mano with a fellow photographer to throw down about some of their favorite photos they have taken at Lucha Libre events. Monday, Business of the Business returns as Mass Republic President Kevin Kleinrock takes you inside how your favorite Lucha Libre merchandise gets made. On Tuesdays, Mass Max and Mayhem take you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday night's live is WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener Collins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. 
special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. As always, a big thank you to Denise Salcedo, who voices this week's Lucha Central Central and gives us a breakdown of what's happening in the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Up next, Dusty has this events in WWE. Yes. Uh, we finally, we had a lot of WWE Lucha news this week. First, we had payback. We finally got to WWE payback. And our big Lucha match of the night, we had Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus the Monday Night Messiah himself, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Los Emilia Mysterio worked together like a much more seasoned tag team than you'd think, just because in, for us as watchers, they've only done this a couple of times, but you could really tell Ray and Dominic have worked a lot in the ring. It was awesome. And throughout, you could kind of see Ray smiling underneath the mask, which I really loved because you could just see the pride and excitement for Ray in the match. But that's also been incredible for us as fans because I feel like more than anybody else in wrestling, we as fans got to see Dominic grow up through the WWE his spot with Eddie and Ray over who was the real poppy was post WrestleMania 21 and December slam 2005. So that's quite a long time to get to see his progression. And so this was really a special moment. He finally got his win. He pinned Murphy after a frog splash spot that could be considered a tribute to both of his fathers in the WWE. And uh, it was easily the best match of the night. I think it's very fair to say that Dominic is already a very fine wrestler and he really lives up to the family name, even though he's new and kind of had a rocket strap to his back through his pedigree. <laughs> I have no problem seeing Dominic near the top of the card already. And speaking of Dominic in action, we also had some lucha action on Monday Night Raw. We First up, we had Dominic Mysterio fresh off Sunday's win facing Seth Rollins again. Uh, this time they're facing off for a chance to enter a number one contenders match, but he was replacing Ray, who was injured in the match at Payback and t legitimately tore his bicep, but didn't tear it completely. It apparently won't need surgery, and he'll be back in a couple of months instead of like eight months. And so that is excellent. But this was a great match. Seth had obviously been watching his Lucha. He hit a Pentagon-inspired sling blade that looked fantastic. Mm. But after Dominic tried to hit a frog splash that didn't connect, Seth was able to hit the curb stomp and get the pin. I really wanted Dominic to win this one. But given the outcome later in the episode where Seth lost to Randy Orton and took the pin and a triple threat with Keith Lee, perhaps this was actually the best scenario for Dominic in this match and he and Seth yeah. worked much together. They could put on a fantastic match. 
Whereas in the triple thread, if he had to take the pin and he hadn't worked with those guys. So yeah, I think it was great. But anyway, later on, we had a tornado tag team match. Angel and Andrade with Selena versus the Street Profit again. Um, I feel like we've seen this matchup every single week for the entire every, summer. Every single week. Every week. And and I did not love the match. Um, Angel tore away the Versace track pants during the commercial. That's one of my favorite what? spots in every match. Why would they say that, that during the commercial? commercial? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. Like, see, that's one of the best spots in every match he does, and yes. then do it during commercial. That's like mm, deflating. No. And oh. but it was clear that Street Profits were going to win again. But Retribution showed up, and what was actually kind of an interesting bit of character development for Angel when they showed up, he grabbed Bachelorette Demi and ran backstage somewhere. And he left Andrade and even Ric Flair's favorite manager, Zelina, to take a beating from Retribution, <laughs> only to run into Retribution backstage and abandon Bachelorette Demi so he could get away. <laughs> and so it leaves me wondering what Retribution wants with Angel, because I felt like they clearly sought him out and followed him backstage. But even though they had the chance, they never really put their hands on him. So there's something kind of interesting about that, I think. Maybe he's actually leading Red. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that also and, would not make any sense, though. I have to admit, like, there's nothing yeah. about uh, about Angel Garza that, like, screams, like, he is this leader of a faction that, like, causes mayhem. And I'm just saying. And, yeah, and, and dresses kind of in all black and hoodies. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Way more fashionable. <laughs> if they were, if, if he was leading them, they all have terrible. Yeah, yeah, Versace track jackets, tearaway pants. And yep. I see none of that. Yep. So take them off the list. I, I, and af- <laughs> yeah. And afterwards on Raw Talk, after he'd lost Demi due to the, the actions, Angel pitches woo at Charlie Caruso again. She wasn't having it. She didn't fall for his charms, even after he tells her that the variety of rows that he's been giving her is named the Charlie Caruso. And... She asks him to leave, and R-Truth drops the most amazing line in Raw Talk history. He said, that was cold, dog. She said, bye, Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) And then Raw Talk ends with Charlie standing proud and a little hurt and turned Angel away. That was the end of the show. So that was good for her. That's some good progress. You don't need luck. Look, you know, Angel, you know, that's just part of his role. But, girl, you do not need Mm, Men don't control her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i did want to swing back around to the rick flair thing because there was more yeah. on that online too so there was uh you were dusty was referencing that uh rick flair said in an interview that uh zelina he thinks zelina is the best manager in wwe today which first off on that on its own huge compliment yeah um do not disagree that she is a fantastic manager. Uh, but so other other uh, online groups have run with, and they ran a poll with Zelina and um, and a, a few other wrestlers on there to see. And they're like, who would you, if you know, who do you think is the best mirror? And and uh, 
Zelina did seem to be very popular with the fans, so I was very excited. By That's awesome. Yeah, she's my favorite manager in WWE Absolutely. easily. Yeah, yeah, she's she's just she embodies what really a modern day manager is as well. You know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there was always this. You know, I think at first they were viewing it as a strange business partner, Andrade, but she showed yeah. that like she's not a valet. You know, she she is someone who is takes that manager role seriously. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that she's she really embodies what a modern day wrestling manager is and could be, and and still manages to sneak in some cosplay, and and uh, and play video games on Twitch. So I mean, fantastic personality all the way around, as well as being definitely the if you're talking about success in the WWE, is the most successful manager without a shadow of a doubt they've got and then the most eye-catching too i think everybody pays attention when zelina's on screen like whether whether that's very true yeah Yeah. i watch wrestling with my wife a lot and every time she comes on she always mentions something about zelina's outfit Mm -hmm. you know oh wow look you know whatever it is and so like everybody she catches everybody's eye she's just Mm -hmm. And she's just interesting looking, you know, I mean, like, and I don't mean, I mean, like, she's beautiful and everything, too, but, like, she just catches your eye. I mean, you just, yeah, yeah. that's what I was more on about. Uh, Everybody I've talked to, and they notice her outfits, they notice her cosplay, the The high heels, yeah. yeah, Or the insane high heels, yeah. Yeah, her jewelry, like, there's, (laughs) she has a lot of devil in the detail with her look. Mm -hmm. Um, She really does, the Moonica necklace, yeah. (laughs) Muñeca. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, so I just had to throw that day. out there. No, yeah, I, no, I love that. Like, I learn something every day. I love it. Obviously, I personally appreciate being corrected on the pronunciation. <laughs> I do, too. Most of the time, you guys are pretty spot on. It's just when it's like, when it's just hard, like, to, to be like, wait, what was the word? I just got to make sure. But the Muñeca necklace, too, and specifically, yeah. though, like, she has a lot on yeah. social media. It plays a lot mm-hmm. on, like, a Barbie tone. So I, I, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, uh, there, there's just so much and, and we have seen her a little bit in the ring. I mean, not too long ago, she was in a, a three-way match too, pairing, teaming up with the now defunct Iconics. And, you oh. know, I mean, that the fact that she has, she, she really could do both, but you know, her skill set is more, I think that's have been lost. Uh, so unfortunately, you were breaking up for me, and I didn't get yeah. the, uh, the last little bit of what you were saying. You, you were. Uh, it sounded like you were starting to go in the direction of her skill set is as a manager, uh, and which uh, I I agree. And obviously, we've we've documented she has a tremendous background in wrestling and the lucha. Oh yeah, she's style. an amazing wrestler. But I mean, she seems to be a transcendent manager. Um, I, I hopefully I'm I'm summarizing what what you said because I wasn't able to to catch yeah, all of it. No, I, I I couldn't agree more. She yeah, she's kind of the total package that way. And I think using her wrestling abilities kind of sparingly. I wish we could see her more. She's amazing, but yeah. I think using them sparingly makes them feel very special. You know, she busts it out in a match when it's really necessary. And so I just, I love the whole thing. I, despite how damn bad I wish they had won the tag titles. I, I love right? everything else about it. Like I, uh. I love Angel. I love Andrade. I love Selena. I love their dynamic. 
I, I thought the cowardly angel thing was amazing. I Hilarious. like I, I ate the whole thing up. I just wish they had won. So yeah, yeah. Well, it does That's make easy. it does make you wonder what's next because as we mentioned in the beginning, we've seen this match literally every week, sometimes twice a week, uh, for <laughs> most of the summer. So uh-huh. what are they going to do next? What is next? Yeah, like where do they go from here? They, they I mean. Even if they mysteriously win in the next version iteration of this match, then we just know that now we're going to see at least three more matches with uh, the Street Profits chasing the title again. So, like, that yeah. doesn't even entice me anymore. My theory was that maybe they would team up somehow with Street Profits against the Retribution in some way, because that would yeah. kind of even up the numbers. And and if they could get Bianca Belair, the EST of the WWE on their side, that would help even up the <laughs> women's numbers. Yeah. And that would be so good. I, I, yeah, yeah it doesn't seem I like could, they I could ha- get behind that. Yeah, they just don't seem to have a direction yet for retribution we still don't know who they are what they're there for what all of this is for um and i just feel like that's just one thing that has bothered me about this it feels like they just dropped things like we never knew who poisoned montez you know Mm -hmm. what we seemingly thought was going to be a title change has um never happened and so i think i thought they were going to blame the poisoning on retribution at some point, hey, you, you know, know my I mean, theory, like, it was Demi's fault. Demi was the one who did yeah. it. Yeah. I think she's, Maybe I think Demi's she did with it. them. Maybe that's why they didn't attack Angel. Demi's the Demi leader was of them. At this point, though, I would, 2020, I don't know what did that would, that would be what would happen. We'd have all this hoopla for some girl from the Bachelor faction leader, whatever, WWE. I wouldn't be surprised by, by what you do. Um, if she's good, I'd get behind this. Like, yeah. I I would be interested enough to to pay attention to that. That's the thing. Like, if she's secretly really good in the ring, and that happens, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe. You know, it's kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, and we can't forget SmackDown. We had SmackDown, um, <laughs> and we had Kalisto versus Cesaro, and this was actually a really good match really really good it wasn't long enough in my opinion it felt rushed it was only about four and a half minutes but i definitely recommend you check it out if you haven't seen it already and despite holding his own throughout the match after a shinsuke run out and a lucha house party run in um to kind of equalize and draw it or uh shinsuke rather sorry uh he still lost kalisto lost but they had their little get-together party um, at the end for Lucha House Party, and they all reunited, which was kind of a, an amazing moment for them. And hopefully it sticks. Um, Lindsay posted about it on Instagram. You know, there was some social media reconciliation. And, but then we also have some, in WWE News, some breaking news. Um, breaking. Cartoon yeah, breaking, breaking news. Like breaking, breaking. Cartoon like- Network. Yeah, Cartoon Network Latin America announced just seconds ago that the uh, they're going forward with an original production agreement with Rey Mysterio to make a cartoon called Diva Calavera, rather. And uh, it came out at the Cartoon Network Day at the 2000 or the 2020 Pixelati Festival, and they announced that it is 
closed an agreement with the founders of Viva Calavera to produce the animated project with Rey Mysterio, and the cartoon will be based on him. He'll be the kind of main character. It'll tell his story. You know, everybody admires Rey Mysterio. My son refers to him as the hero of his childhood whenever he talks about mm-hmm. him. Like, kids love Rey Mysterio. And so this will kind of give them a new way to see it and it'll kind of help them associate with him in a way that I feel like only maybe Blue Demon and Santo have before in Mexico with their omnipresence through media. And (laughs) so he's he's really replicating that now. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really going to be exciting. I don't know right now if it will be coming to America, but I assume it will be available in some form. And, but it, yeah. Yeah, and these details are obviously just still pouring into yeah, it. They're, so. they're, they're breaking <laughs> as we're reading this to you. And, uh, but the, the show will be about Ray Mysterio and um, there's like a plot to threaten the world. And Ray Mysterio has to fight that plot. And his number one fan discovers what's going on. And together he and his number one fan, like wrestle and fight bad guys and there's mythology and history and magic and supernatural beings. It really sounds fantastic, honestly. Like it sounds amazing. That's an and, old school luchador movie right there. Oh yeah. yeah. Described. Yeah. Werewolves and zombies and ghosts. Those are always the yes. best luchas, you know, and my favorite yeah. was the mummies. <laughs> I was all about the best. <laughs> uh, Sam more of a zombies kind of person so i think we cover the whole spectrum speaking of that yeah. it's halloween so i'm going to be watching a lot of luchador movies halloween season started so i'm gonna be watching a lot of luchador movies so fam yeah. dusty send me your recommendations on stuff i want to, oh, to, I to put me in the mood i'll go through my <laughs> dvd collection see what, what <laughs> i can't remember the name of the two that i like the best at the top of my head but i've got the dvd so i'll let you know yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, this news and, of course, the reviews and highlights of Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and Payback are all available on LuchaCentral.com. Um, and, again, our breaking of Rey Mysterio partnering with Cartoon Network Latin America. Um, that could be found on LuchaCentral.com. A quick note, too, and an interesting one at that, this is not associated with the WWE. Um, which uh, is actually very surprising that, you know, and a sign of Rey Mysterio's uh, status and kind of caliber mm-hmm. as, you know, a, a wrestler that he's able to do this, um, likely with the blessing of WWE, but they're not involved in this project. And usually they like to get their hands on these types of things, especially, you know, if it's really- you know, really, you know, Rey Mysterio in, in his own partnership um, with um, uh, Viva Calavera and, and Cartoon Network Mexico. Or, or I'm sorry, Cartoon uh, Cartoon Network uh, Latin America. Yeah, it's very exciting. And I, I mean, I think this is a sign that he's achieved omnipresence in a way that only a few people have. Like I say, Blue Demon and Santo, but also like Hulk Hogan. You know, when people think of like a wrestler, they used to think of Hulk Hogan for years and years. But now when you think of a luchador, most people think of Rey Mysterio, and especially in America. And so I think that it's, you know, um, just a recognition of his status and his elevation to being an icon and not just a star. Absolutely. Well, 
else happening in the world of wrestling is AEW. Of course, we had Dark and Dynamite this week, but we also have All Out coming at us on Saturday. So, Dusty, take us through this week in AEW. Yeah. Uh, we started September with some amazing wrestling on AEW Dark. If you're not watching Dark, you're really missing out. This has been consistently some of the best and most underrated wrestling in America. And first up, we had Proud and Powerful versus first-time AEW wrestlers Fabu, Andre, and Ryzen. And they just whooped these guys' ass. Like, it wasn't yeah. even a competition. <laughs> Proud and Powerful destroyed them. <laughs> they were they were shown that they wanted to win on, on Saturday, and they mm-hmm. did it. There was an amazing Ortiz powerbomb with a big Santana kick for the finisher over the top rope. It was fantastic. I mean, it was poetry in motion. And then after the match, Santana says that best friends caught him unaware last week, and he's excited to send them home to their mom. And Ortiz <laughs> tells Trent, speaking of his mom, that Sue needs to quit blowing up his phone, but she can keep his drawers as a gift. The ones he left behind. Uh, they're in deep with these promos. Oh boy, such a great way to dance the feud. Talk about somebody's mom. That's fighting words. Like they, they, they have to fight now. Oh, and man, so yeah. it sets up dynamite, sets up all out. So exciting. Okay. Next up in Lucha Action, there was a match between Frankie Kazarian and Angelico. And Love I was it. super excited for this match <laughs> when I heard it would be on this week. Frankie oh. Kazarian is really underrated, in my opinion, especially as a mm-hmm. singles wrestler. And Angelico is one of my favorites. Like, oh, he's just so good. But these are also both really long-time wrestlers who have been all over the world and wrestled everywhere and so i love it when we get to see the mixed styles of two fantastic wrestlers come together like that and we saw some old school mat wrestling at the beginning which i don't think i had ever seen in helico do before but was really interesting and commentary called out that he was trained in the yaveo style the kind of you know stronger submission style of lucha libre and that his trainer was Negro Navarro, and that was really cool mm. for us Lucha fans. But unfortunately, Angelico lost after trying to hit a splash mountain. Casario was able to keep his balance and slide out, and he hit a reverse DDT and got the pin. But still, this was a really cool match, and I loved it. It was easily the match of the night for me, and I think everybody should check it out. Angelico is one of the finest wrestlers in the world, and he deserves all the exposure on TV he can get, so go check it out. And then our final Dark Lucha match of the night was Jurassic Express versus John Cruz and David Ali, also in their AEW tag team debut. This was a fun and really awesome match. Jungle Boy got to do tons of flips and kicks, and he just generally looked like a superstar the entire match. Jurassic Express got the win, and they really made Cruz and Ali look like stars, even in their loss. Like, they got a hot tag during the match. I mean, they, they really looked great. And this is how squash matches should be evolving, and I'm, I'm here for that. I enjoy that. And then the next night, we had AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. And first up, we had Proud and Powerful versus Best Friends. And before the match even started, things were insane. It started with a brawl during the intros, and it just went off the rails from there in the very best way. Ortiz was choking out Trent and yelling to Sue on the camera. Uh, Santana threw a chair in what looked like a super dangerous spot, 
and Chucky Taylor took a fall. He'd built up a chair castle. He was going to try to throw Santana through. Santana saw what he was doing, took advantage, threw a chair, hit him in the face, knocked him into the chair castle, knocked it over. And there were so many awesome spots before the bell ever rang. Uh, the match finally ended with Santana and Trent in the ring, and Santana and Ortiz worked perfectly together. They picked up the win after Santana found this collapsible baton. I guess he found, he planted it earlier, obviously, <laughs> under the ring and pulled it out during the match, extended the baton, whacked Trent across the spine, threw it back. Ortiz was able to grab him then. They put him in the street sweeper. This was an amazing and very solid opening match. I loved the psychology of where best friends were trying to do too much and it just kept blowing up in their face. You know, like no matter what they did, it blew up in their face. And it was such a great match because I thought that like that chair castle, like who would take the time to do that? And that's why. So after that, we had a big eight man tag match with SCU and private party versus young bucks and Lucha express to see who faces each other at all out in a tag team match. I don't think it's a number one contendership match, but I, I don't know. Who knows with that one? Maybe it's just a tag team match for tag team wrestling. But this was a Young Bucks that we are not used to. They were more intense. They didn't pose at all during the entrance. They walked out. Uh, you know, they kind of, you know, it, it was just more serious and more purpose. And they wrestled with more purpose than usual throughout the match. It wasn't the fun young bucks that we're kind of used to but despite that jungle boy was really the star of this match his resilience is just fantastic in the ring he has so much star power when he's inside that ring and eventually young bucks and lucha express picked up the win and they will be facing each other saturday at the second annual all-out pay-per-view then next up we had a spot for the battle royale with taz and cage and starks coming out and then Jake Roberts comes out with Lance Archer, and he made some pretty weird analogies. And uh, then Eddie Edwards comes out with Butcher and Blade, my boys Phoenix and Pentagon, uh, or Penta El Zero M, as he's known now in AEW. And uh, Tully Blanchard came out with Sean Spears, Billy Gunn, Darby Allen, Serpentico, Fabu Andre from Dark came back. He was in the ring. Everybody brawled. It, it was awesome. Pentagon and Phoenix looked amazing. And then the Inner Circle and Best Friends came out to join the brawl. I just, it was, it was awesome. I love seeing the Battle Royals. I love seeing so many dudes in the ring. At one time, like the stars, this is everything I love about American wrestling. This was the kind of thing that I loved when I was a little kid. And so as an adult, it has a really special place. I just, it never gets better than a battle royale. And so, and made me excited all out. All these guys are going to have one with stakes on the line. Then next up, we had Thunder Rosa. She came out with her NWA title and an amazing Mexican-American flag. This has kind of been a thing for the women's division. They've been coming out with their flags, and I really like that. Uh, she went up against Serena Deeb, who we haven't heard from in a long time, but she has hair now. I was excited to see her back on TV. She's legitimately tough, and so is Thunder Rosa. So it was really cool to see how beautifully 
these two, you know, legitimately tough women worked in the ring together. It was easily my favorite match of Dynamite. Commentary kept talking about how technically sound, how technically perfect this match was. And they weren't wrong. This match was really perfect. It got the right amount of time. It was awesome. And after about 10 minutes, Rosa hit the Thunder Driver and she got the win. Then last week during Thursday Night Dynamite, which was airing kind of as and after we recorded the podcast, we had the first ever tables match on AEW Dynamite between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. And our boy Sammy, he was in the main event. Uh, The match felt uh, just a little rushed. Maybe they were pressed for time. Um, It was only about six and a half minutes long, but despite taking a couple of gnarly bumps, including this one where he cut his head, putting himself through a table, uh, Sammy won after suplexing Matt off the top rope through a table, like Matt's special deleted table. It was amazing, and it's a huge win for Sammy Guevara. Um, You know, a win in the main event of Dynamite is a big deal for anybody, but especially for an up-and-comer like Sammy. He is really on his way to the very top. Uh, This week, he had his usual cue card spot on Dynamite, uh, but Matt Hardy showed up somewhere up above him in the crowd, and he had his own cue cards, and he said after the match at All Out, Sammy will be broken. And so Mm -hmm. that sets up kind of our preview for All Out. The Lucha kind of relevant matches will be Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy, Thunder Rose versus Sheeta, the Battle Royale, and then Jungle Express versus the Young Bucks. So there's going to be quite a bit of lucha action this weekend. Sets up an exciting all-out paper. I am excited to see what comes out of the Battle Royale. Um, it's I didn't write it down in my notes, but I think it's for a chance at the AEW title. And so I'm excited to see. I would love to see somebody like Pentagon get a chance at a a big win, a singles win where he wasn't necessarily, I think Phoenix gets more exposure on AEW through dark and a little bit on dynamite as a singles wrestler than Pentagon does. Um, some of that was just due to the COVID thing, you know, with Pentagon obviously in Mexico and working with AAA and, but now he's back. He's Penta L zero M again, instead of Pentagon, which is interesting. And, you know, there was some back and forth over the ownership of the name. AAA owns the name in Mexico and the media company that's owned by Lucha Underground and AAA owned the name in America, Pentagon Jr. And so then he was Penta L0M and then he was back to Pentagon for a while and AEW and they were obviously working with AAA, Kenny Omega as their uh, mega campion champion. And so there's, but maybe, I mean, this was triple mania season, so maybe they, you know, intended to drop the agreement around triple mania and he was supposed to drop the belt. And so they kind of, or maybe there was another reason um, for Pentagon's name change. There's, it's hard to say, but it will be interesting to see what this means for AEW and triple a. Well, yeah. and there's there's more things we'll allude to later with AAA, but it's interesting, <laughs> you know, with the or yeah, we'll we'll allude to it later, but yeah, it's it's just 
interesting what might be going on there in the name change and the politics. But regardless, I would love to see him get a big singles win so that he's regarded as both a singles guy and a tag team guy. Because they're really yeah. a tag team of two amazing singles wrestlers who are also an amazing tag team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. on on that subject of amazing tag teams, I wanted to look at the the setup we've got here. So we've got Proud and Powerful went to 7-2 and two with, with their win against Best Friends who were the number two tag team. We have, uh, we have the champions very likely to lose soon to an actual tag team. So uh, we're looking Here's at, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> did, I just, did I say that we're out loud? Looking, My apologies. <laughs> well, Actually, sorry, I, I was going to get there. I was totally <laughs> going to get there. But uh, we're looking at, at uh, Proud and Powerful and Jurassic Express, two of the highest ranked tag teams. So that mm-hmm. says a lot about what the Lucha will look like in there. And obviously, the Lucha Bros will also be in, in the mix as well. Although, yeah. mm-hmm. who knows, they might wind up going for a singles route just to make room for more tag teams because they don't need them as a a Rudo tag team anymore. They just, uh, they, they, they could just use them in singles at this point. Who knows? Yes, yeah. they could. Yeah. They're, yeah. When they originally had Lucha Bros, their tag division wasn't quite as strong, but now mm-hmm. they've got, you know, maybe a better tag division than a singles division. And so I can see where it would make sense to let some of the other tag teams shine and let Pentagon and Phoenix shine as, mm-hmm. yeah you know, singles guys, but they could also come in for tag matches to give a match a big feel. And I think it would elevate everybody that way. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and I, uh, I I was having technical problems, but I do want to give my, my shout out and my respect for that. And Helico Kazarian match as well, because. uh, Oh, it was so good. Yeah. I mean, so they did, they did put it over that student of Negra Navarro. And, and then he puts on like a total, uh, I believe it's pronounced Yave's style mm-hmm. match. So uh, yeah. it, it was fantastic. And uh, I cannot recommend that enough for Lucha fans. If you really want to see a traditional style of Lucha Libre that in, in an American mm-hmm. presentation, that was, the, that was a great match to watch. And uh, words cannot express how excited I am for Thunder Rosa. So. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. that's, that's oh, a highlight God. for me. I think the shocking part is that it's only had like a three-week buildup. And I think mm-hmm. it's one of the most anticipated matches uh, on the card in the company. And even in women's wrestling, because it's very rare to find, I mean, you have Thunder Rosa, who's the NWA champion, going up against the AEW women's champion. So, you know, this cross-promotional uh, opportunity, seeing Thunder Rosa this past week on Dynamite, I mean, it's a very big deal to have this cross-promotion that we really rarely see in American wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, we're all fairly familiar with her due to her, her wrestling on the independent scene, you know, her presence um, all over the world, but there's still a population of wrestling. So, I mean, yeah. the fact that this yeah. weekend could be the opportunity where she really gets um, a lot more eyes on her is is fantastic. Um, and, and I'm just very excited. Plus, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a very comparable match when it comes to wrestling styles. You know, I've been very critical on AEW with their women's wrestling and not only in their story, but I do think the amount of time that they give matches and things like that. So, um, you know, there is one. 
other women's match on the card, but that is the pre-show, Britt Baker versus Big Swole. Oh, I'm so, so excited for that, too. Yeah, yeah. That, that is an aspect of, of what they do. And again, they come mm-hmm. very well, but I, I'm going to be a little disappointed if they don't put this fairly high on the card. Um, yeah, it, it for, deserves to be. It's for a major title, so yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it, and champion versus champion is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and I would like to point out to that effect that this was the one of the very first times that I can think of that we got a full ten minute women's match on television. Yep. So yeah, um, it's, it's been it, a even while. though I would have liked to see her look a little more dominant, so that people are a little more worried going into this weekend's match. Those who haven't seen Rosa before. Uh, I still, it was still an amazing showcase and I'm glad we got it. Yeah. Very, very true. Real quick. So what anyone else is kind of their most highly anticipated match off card. I think we're all fairly good consensus with, with, with Sheeta and Thunder Rosa, but any others? Yeah. My other one would be the battle Royale. I think yeah. that's going to be our chance. There's more wrestlers to be announced and you know, there's, been some other luchadors. There's been some, I, I think Laredo kid was in some early AEW. And so I would love to see somebody like that pop up in the match. You know, some surprise. So that, was, to, so that was on a thing that uh, I, I uh, was trying to be good on, but you know, it brought it back up and reminded me. Uh, Laredo was there when they were clearly participating with AAA. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the separation now where we've got, where Penta, Penta is now known as Penta L0M, and they've made a point of saying that very enunciatedly, yes. to, uh, uh, that I, I feel like uh, we may not be seeing as much AAA with AEW, and that's very disappointing to me, because I'd love to see a Laredo kid make a surprise visit. I'd love okay. to see Mr. Iguana, obviously. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He would be perfect. Right? Yes, he would. The he right would amount of comedy, but badass. And, like, I mean, he'd, he'd go in there and break some necks. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. mentioned that he'd love to wrestle Orange, too, so that would be... Oh, yeah. Oh, what an amazing Shut match. Up. Like, Shut uh, up. Oh, my God, that's like a dream. That's, that's a top three dream match right there. <laughs> That's an indie dream match for all of us wrestling pictures <laughs> out there. Sorry, I got carried away. No, all good. good. Oh, so good. <laughs> all right. Well, again, the results for Dynamite and Dark are available on at NXT on Tuesday, calling it Super Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the show uh, was taken over by the uh, four-way Iron Man match uh, to determine the new NXT champion. Uh, unfortunately, Karrion Cross uh, had to vacate the title on last week's episode of NXT Shoulder Injury. And on that same show, William Regal announced that there was going to be a a uh, four-way Iron Man match to determine new champion. And in that match, we had Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole, baby, all competing to become the new NXT championship, uh, champion, uh, which ended up in a tie. Finn yeah. Balor and Adam Cole both with two pinfalls each. So next week, we are going to get a one-on-one match uh, between Finn Balor and Adam Cole to determine the new NXT champion. So uh, a really jam-packed, you know, whole hour. Oh, star-studded, yeah. Yeah, of of that action. So so. good. And speaking, though, of jam-packed on the bookend side of this episode, uh, the very first match this week was a street fight between Legado de Fantasma and Isaiah Swerve Scott. 
uh, Timmy Zango. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone came into the ring with kind of their casual gear, casual, but street uh-huh. gear in mind. And, um, yes, this was a really, uh, I mean, high energy beginning. Um, I mean, it's a street fight. So you had, uh, garbage can lids and chairs all over the place. I mean, there was a fantastic spot that you could see this, uh, uh, on Lucha Central actually in the NXT results for the week. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott jumping off a forklift platform, uh, into the ring. Um, and it was, I mean, that, that 205 division, I mean, is something, is something else, but this was a very entertaining and fun match. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott got the pin on Santos Escobar, um, which that I think was a surprise after Santos, you know, his successful win last week, uh, his cruiserweight championship. Um, but you know, it seems like this story is still has some, some length to go. We had even, um, when Brizenko had won the NXT tag championships from Imperium last week, um, that made Maybe Joaquin uh, Wild and, and uh, oh, why do I always? And Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza, yeah. yeah. Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild, that they may be up next in line for a title opportunity. But I'm very interested in knowing your guys' thoughts on, on where this story goes next. Now that we've not, it doesn't seem like anything has been resolved. Uh, and it no. looks like maybe Swerve will get another opportunity at the Cruiserweight Championship. Dusty, what do you think? I, I think that's absolutely where it has to go. He's the only man to ever beat Phantasma. Now he's got that second win. And, you know, so I feel like they have to have a match for the Cruiserweight title. Um, if he's going to move up into a different title scene off of the Cruiserweight, I know that they're you know, always careful to announce him at very close to the 205-pound weight limit. Uh, so I think that they may be moving him up soon. So I think Swerve Scott would be an amazing cruiserweight champion. I wouldn't want to see Phantasma lose, but at the same time, if he was about to lose, I think those two work together beautifully, and it would be the best way to blow off this feud would be for Swerve to pick up that championship. And, and Brennan, what are your after uh, the match. Um, yeah, I have to. We're looking at the, they're building towards another match between Swerve mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, whatever you want to call him this day, Santos Escobar, ben. I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so weird not to call him Phantasma. <laughs> yes. Now you mentioned though, uh, or something that I just thought of as, as both of you were speaking. I mean, when it comes to the NXT Tag Championship. Imperium is still in the picture, so they interfered in the oh, yes. match. Um, so mm-hmm. do you think, I'm thinking that we're, we may get like a three-way uh, triple threat for the NXT Tag Champion as well. Oh, um, yeah. With, that involves great. Joaquin and Raul, um, which would make good sense and would be a hell of a match. Oh, my gosh. It'd be so good. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, that Tyler that. Breeze and Fandango are deeply underrated as wrestlers, both as a tag team and singles wrestlers. I mean, like, Tyler Breeze's match with Jushin Liger was one of my favorite NXT matches ever. I mean, he, he's great. And he doesn't get the credit he deserves because his kind of character didn't get over on the main roster, I feel like. So it's amazing to see all these guys that are all so good and so technically proficient. And they're all kind of masters of a different style. And so to get to see them work together in that triple threat tag team match, 
I, I am so excited for that. And the Melange Styles is just going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a real clinic in tag team wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is just on, on a side note. Someone that I haven't given as much airtime on, uh, really, because of everything that's happened over the, the past few weeks. But a big congratulations to Damian Priest, who became uh, the new North yes. American champion at TakeOver 30. And he did a uh, interview with WWE and Espanol uh, earlier this week, now talking about, um, you know, this evolution to Damian Priest's character and becoming the new North American champion. Um, so, you know, I always got to represent. Saludos, congratulations, felicidades uh, to, to the Archer of Infamy, uh, Damian Priest, now your new North American champion. And, and that match in it of itself. I mean, gosh, uh, I mean, this week, Timothy Thatcher did defeat Bronson Reed uh, in a singles match, but uh, Damian Priest and, and, and Bronson Reed were the two highlights of that match for me. Even, you know, um, oh, man, what's that other guy with the hat? <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I'll get... Um, yeah, um, so I know who you're talking about. This old age, you guys, seriously, don't get older. <laughs> Just, just don't get older. Cameron Grimes, yeah, uh, he had a really great performance in that ladder match as well. So uh, that he was someone that there was literally one or two times I thought, oh my gosh, he may actually win. But uh, Bronson Reed and Damian Priest were the two highlights uh, of that that particular match for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Damian uh, Priest, so good. Like, ugh, it's amazing. Yes. And and that ladder match was really built around, you know, new stars. You could get a sense that they were leaning towards Damian Priest in the qualifiers. He got a little bit more attention um in in his lead up towards winning his match where like especially Bronson Reed came out of nowhere to qualify. So, um, you know, that uh that in and of itself was a big surprise. But, you know, we're 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 running the world. We're rep we're repping, you know, the new uh North American champion. And real quick for next week's NXT, of course I mentioned uh Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT championship. And in a cage match, we are going to oh get my gosh, Mercedes Martinez. I can't <laughs> even get it out. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so Crazy. Uh, I'm so pumped for this. Sorry. Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez in a cage. So, uh, again, NXT next week is going to be on a Tuesday. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll see another chapter in Legado de Fantasma. Um, we'll continue to see that story develop. It does not seem to be going away anytime soon. Again, I think that there's a good opportunity for Raul and Joaquin to be part of the tag team title uh Scene and then you know it doesn't seem like anything's resolved yet between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Santos Escobar so we will see but again as always the are available on luchacentral.com and finally as far as this uh this uh what will we say this I don't want to say because we're at the end because we're not at the end yet. But uh, at this chapter uh, of today's show, uh, we have some CMLL news uh, regarding their upcoming anniversary show and their iPay-per-view. Yes, and uh, so the iPay-per-views are going to start on Friday. Um, they, it's not too late to, to – well, actually, by the time you're hearing this, it will be too late to buy them at the cheap price, but that's uh-huh. fine. It's the difference between $5 and $6 for Americans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so – 
I mean, you're not. And then uh, because there's no video on demand option, uh, I agree with uh, with other people online that say, you know, if you don't know for sure you're going to be able to buy it, say you're double booked like me where you're doing Thunderdome and you want to watch the iPay-per-view, <laughs> um, you, you know, you you, uh, you figure out if you can do watch it or not and, and then pay for it. But uh, they have announced the lineup for that. You've got uh, Diamond against El Coyote, Audaz Jr. against Espirito Negro and Ray Kamata, uh, Marcela and Pugheat against Dallas and Reina Isis, uh, Grand Guerrero, Ultimo Guerrero against Flyer, Star Jr., Volador Jr., Barbario, Cavanario versus Bellino. Uh And then somewhere in there, Bandito was added to the card. Uh, I'll and, always and... take some extra Bandito in my wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's I mean, so good, I, yeah. I started to look it up, who he replaced. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, they didn't announce it on the official card, which I could find, but I saw someone else mention that he is replacing somebody. So mm-hmm. I, I'm i just fine with my extra bandito. Uh, this is the first of the four and uh, IP pay-per-views that are going to culminate in the anniversary uh, which uh, is uh, going to be a little more expensive. I believe it's going to go about $12 in American if I did my conversion right. Um, or you could just get all four for 17 But again, I, I don't recommend it unless you know you can watch all four. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they've given us, we, we alluded to the polls on this last week, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and go right on ahead. And what championships are on the line? And uh, who they've got polling. I'm not going to tell you how they're doing because by the time you hear this, uh, that could all have changed. But uh, first up was the Mexican Women's Champion with uh, La Metallica as the champion. You can vote for Luvia, Reina, La Jarochita, or Estrelita. Uh, and then you have the CMLL Women's Championship, whereas Marcela is the champion. And you can vote for Princess Sugahit, Amapolita, or Dalix. Uh, like she needs more belts. Uh, <laughs> I saw her in a documentary on Netflix that I watched recently again, and she, yeah, I, I just really liked Ollie's like mm, such a good she's, character. She's great, and I actually won't complain uh-huh. if she gets more belts. But yeah. I mean, you know, she yeah, also. yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's she's a champion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the the uh, Micro Estrellitas Championship with Chamuels the champion. Uh, you have Microman, El Guapito, and Galito. And I mean, uh, this one I will comment on. Microman is probably going to win that. Like, he's crushing the polls, and I don't think that's going to change. But, yeah, uh, he's he's a star. <laughs> he's, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have the Mexican National Trios Championship with NGD as the champions. And the, uh, the challengers here are uh, the, the Casas family, Negro Casas, Bellino, and uh, Tiger. Or you have uh, Valiente, Guerrero Maya, and Extinje. Um, or the Panther family, Blue Panther, Black Panther, Blue Panther Jr. Or uh, Virus, Raziel, and Cancer, Cancerbero, I believe. I, I keep trying to say a different word for that. But uh, uh, that is uh, my personal pick because uh, Virus, again, is another great technician. And I would love to see more of him wrestling. But... Uh, I again, the polls could go any different way. There's some blue. The the Panthers are a popular team. The the Cassis family is hugely popular, and that's all technical teams too. So 
I'm going to be happy pretty much with any of these. Even Valiente, Guerrero, Mayo, and Estinge is a pretty good mat wrestling team. Yeah. Then you have the CMLL Trios Championship held by Los Guerreros. And you can vote for Mephisto, Luciferno, and Ephisto, uh, the Hijos del Inferno, um, uh, Titan, Audaz, Star Jr., uh, Barbario, Cabanaro, Hechicero, and Teresa. Uh, uh, sounds like I know. I know. <laughs> sounds like I know who Dusty's voting for. But uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, voting. I for love the, Rudos. <laughs> but I'm going for the demon there, the, the uh, Heos del Inferno. Um, yes, that'll be cool too. So good. Everybody in there is amazing. There's no <laughs> wrong choice. Yeah, and then uh, two more. The CMLL Tag Championship, which is held by Mystico and Caristico, uh, and you can choose from Angel de Oro and Nebula Roja, or Diamante Azul and Stuka Jr., uh, Flyer and Atlantis Jr., or Ray Comita and Espiritu Negro. Again, this is another one where there's really no... It's it's uh, defines a little bit of, of styles, maybe, but these matchups well, Mystico and Caristico. I'm excited to see any of them. And lastly, the Welterweight Championship, which is held by Volador Jr., uh, Sobrenario Jr., Templario. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion Bandito is going to be running away with that no matter what time yes. you look at the polls. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I mean, I again, this is another one where I'd be just as excited to see Sobrenario or Templario in there. So, like, this is going to be a loaded card, no matter what you where the voting goes. So get over. Uh, we have the links on Lucha Central. So you, if you know how to get to CML's uh, English version of the site, you might be able to get there easier from Lucha Central. Or you can just do a Google Translate of the CMLL site, like I did. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. And uh, that's that's what I've got for CMLL. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on any more thoughts on those matchups or any other news that I might have? Uh, no news. I think that covered it. I'm just excited yeah. to see the whole thing. Like I say, I'm excited to see Bandito ahead in the poll too, the welterweight poll. He's a champion. And I think putting that belt on him, especially with ring of honor starting back up that it kind mm-hmm. of gives him the, yeah, some eyes on the product and it would get some eyes on the belt if he's a champion. And so like, I, I like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm super happy with all of this. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. I, I I feel like we should do some some sort of live watching experience with this, but uh, we'll need to talk about that. All right. So that uh, where are we headed next? Uh, LuchaCentral.com. So if you're reading this or listening to this, I'm reading. Look at that. Uh, and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre where you can get – all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find best curated video content and content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. A place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of all this, it's for centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And speaking of LuchaCentral.com, we have one of our signature segments this week in Lucha Libre history. You can't remember 
Lucha Libre history. Be sure to check in at luchacentral.com every single day for this day in Lucha Libre by Pep Carrera. For information, birth dates, anniversaries, and amazing videos. I mean, tons of great stuff all about Lucha Libre. Luchacentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Uh, this week, I chose September the 6th, 1989. For the hair versus hair placed this match between Blue Demon Sr. and El Matematico. I mentioned this last week, but I kind of wanted to expand this. 1989 was a huge year for Blue Demon. He had decided on a retirement in 1989, and due to that, he had retirement shows in most of the major cities in Mexico. Last week's mask versus mask match was his farewell to Monterrey, the town where he became well-known. Like, that was where he was from. But this week's match was his farewell to Arena Mexico and Lucha Libre, and it was the final match of his illustrious career. I couldn't find any video of this match, but if any fans out there have video of this and would be willing to send it to me on Facebook or Instagram, hit me up with a link because I would really, really like to see this. Uh, Brendan, what match did you pick this week? Uh, so this week I went with, I chose September 2nd, 2000, and this was Dragon Lee uh, in a mask versus mask match at an anniversary show with uh, La Mascara. Um, oh, in addition to this being an anniversary show, it's uh, you have Dragon Lee is being seconded by uh, his brother Roosh, who is currently in the Lagara, who is his teammate in the Ingo Brown. So all kinds of swirling drama was going on in this match, plus mm-hmm. some amazing. Um, you and then to to top it off, those of you who know who I'm talking, about, Tirantes is the ref. So you have yes. kind of. Uh, <laughs> You had, uh, I love this. It was obviously a three-fall match. You had uh, you had Roosh cheating, and yet somehow the crowd was cheering for it. Uh, and you, uh, you have all of the the drama going on with the the brother and and him seemingly not a mascara. Uh, at some point, at a point, both Roosh and uh, Dragon Lee second who were ejected from the match, but they managed to go back into the match near the end of the third fall, uh, you know, wrestling. And uh, and then at the end of it, you have La Mascara getting unmasked after a really amazing-looking uh, bomb. I can't even the maneuver. Is like a, it sounds like you might have seen it, Steve, but I don't know what that actual minute was at the end. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I actually watched it, you know, at the time. I bought a T-shirt yeah. from uh, Mask Republic with the <laughs> poster of the shirt on it. It's so good. But I oh, don't yeah. remember the specific move. That's that's more than fine. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it, you had a lot of drama going through the whole thing. At the end, you have the two of them hug. And then Roosh comes back into the ring and cuts a promo where he more or less declares that uh, La Mascara is truly uh, an ingobernable. And they they hug and walk off, and Dragon Lee looks amazingly confused. And then uh, uh, 
Mystico comes out, gives him a hug, and and that was where I my footage cut off. But I was clearly there was a little bit more that goes, and and those of us who are Ingo Bonables fans are well aware that those two stayed thick as thieves up until the time where uh, contracts broke them up before they actually broke up that faction. So it was a great match. Fantastic. Los Ingo Bonables is for life. <laughs> what did you have for us? So I did something a little different, and uh, this uh, particular event popped out, uh, I mean, mainly because of what it is, but also I started to see a lot of people post on social media about this event um, from uh, last year and in the year before, and uh, mm-hmm. specifically the, the year before. So I w- wanted to highlight this um, and, and talk about it a little bit more because it's much more of a recent uh, event. I picked uh, August 31st, 2018, um, and that is when Mass Republic held the first edition of Expo Lucha at the Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and it's just, it's just much more of a recent event, especially for American Lucha Libre fans. Um, Expo Lucha seemed to have been something so unique that American Lucha Libre fans could participate in and, and be a part mm-hmm. of. Um, and bringing all of that together in the United States just doesn't seem as, as common or as, as heard of. Um, and I no. know, Brendan, you've been able to go to an Expo Lucha. So I was interested actually in getting some of your thoughts on what that event means to you. Well, I mean, it's. I'm glad that you you had mentioned that it seems so unique and all that because one of the biggest standout memories that I had, in addition to four amazing cards of wrestling, was I had about an hour long conversation with um, Pilote Suicida about uh, about Lucha Libre and and he. It started with him like thanking me for showing up. Like I was like he's behind there selling merch and he's like thank you for coming out. I had no idea. American fans would turn up for this sort of thing and he was just very genuinely impressed that at the amount of love that he was receiving from an audience he had no idea was so welcoming to him I mean so we talked for our, like I said a good long hour about uh, about what it was like for him to to do shows before and then come you know just the amount of, of joy he had bringing this product to us and and the pride he was seeing and seeing his old do it as well as seeing a lot of the younger kids do it we had a lot of names on that uh on that future stars of lucha libre show that happened on the first night that uh, people will probably recognize all over the place now but back then they were you know they were 18 year olds that may or may not have have destiny on their side or maybe they have to go to college or something and but uh, i feel like because yeah, you talk about some of the names on even that overall card um, for that first show. I mean, you had names like Daga, Hijo de Fantasma, yeah. with Fantasma, um, Damian, and, and Bestia 666, mm-hmm. and, and Negro Navarro, you know, like a, a lot of big oh, okay. names um, that that were part of that first night. And then, of course, the AAA show, the, the second night, moving um, mm-hmm. to uh, Killer Cross, now known as Carrion, um, Black Tortoise. Uh, mm-hmm. Arrow Star again, Ijo, uh, Tejano Jr., uh, Psycho Clown, L.A. Park. Uh, I mean, like that. Yeah. I, just, just that was all in like the course of one week. Yeah, yeah. And you had time. I mean, if you didn't catch it, you had time to go around and and talk. 
of these people. Like mm-hmm. even people like, um, and I don't remember which show, if it was this show or the second show, like uh, L.A. Park, who was notoriously antisocial, was somewhat available. You had time to go and try and talk to him. Oh, so, cool. yeah, you had it's it's you get a this really unique opportunity to to be close and personal and and talk with wrestlers. Uh, they also had artists that had done a number of things. They had uh, one year they had Ray Mysterio's uh, costume designer there. And so you had all of his Yoshi. masks and costumes through the year. Uh, and you could stand next to, to parts of it and get photos. He would tell you stories mm-hmm. about the design process on that. Uh, you know, but, yeah. I wish I could have done that. Like that is right <laughs> yeah. up my alley. The gear design, well, right? I love that. You know, the the future is still bright because even though uh, Expo Lucha was canceled for 2020, postponed. Um, it, yeah, postponed. Uh, it is still scheduled for Saturday, June 12th and June 13th, 2021, in Philadelphia at the historic uh, ECW, formerly known as ECW Arena. So um, that's also for everyone else out there. Um, as we're talking about Expo Lucha as far as the first year of hosting, don't miss out. Expo Lucha is coming back next year. I, for sure, am going to do everything in my power to be there. So make sure uh, everyone yeah, that, that uh, yeah. and hopefully all of us, all three of us, could finally yeah. be there. I'm totally uh, already amazing. There. Yeah. Maybe we could, yeah. yeah, that's my dream to record one of our podcasts live with Lucas. So shut up. All right, goals, goals. We said it. We put it on the yep. universe. If we all are there at Lucha Expo 2021, we are going to record a live edition for this podcast. <laughs> Even if that means yes. setting up a table in the parking lot, we will. So don't <laughs> it, you worry about that. It might be a very that. short episode because there's so much to do, but we will do it. We will do it. Yeah. So, uh, again, that was This Week in Lucha Libre History. Uh, make sure you go check out this day in Lucha Libre History on LuchaCentral.com. Uh, some of these dates does include YouTube links to their matches. So make sure you stay. T- uh, and every week we change it up. You, you get to know and learn a little bit more about Lucha Libre history. And now a commercial from one of our partners, TheChairShot.com. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And for our final few news stories, we have uh, some returns, actually, of some well-known American wrestling promotion. Um, the first one, Ring of Honor, which we, uh, not too long ago, uh, they're making their return. But we have more information about their return, plus uh, the competitors of the peer tournament. Brendan, uh, why don't you uh, take us on, on what is updated or what news is coming out of, of Ring of Honor? All right. Well, so they, I uh, believe this before, that they are planning on filming soon. Uh, we know now that they plan on airing the Pure Tournament uh, September 12th, and it's going to take place over eight weeks. That's not necessarily the only thing they're going to be doing, but that tells you right there that they are uh, they are they're going to be aggressively scheduling programming to to have things ready very soon. Uh, and then we have the field of competitors. So uh, uh, let's just go right ahead and jump right into that. So first up, I've got P. Black. Um, if for the Lucha fans, hopefully that gets 
excited right off the bat, and he is also a good grappler, so I'm very excited to see where he's gonna what we're gonna do with this. Uh, Dalton Castle, uh, who's a ROH standby and also fantastic. Furious, who's been a mainstay for ROH for years. Newcomer Tony Deppen, who uh, the fans of the Indies will be very familiar and very not surprised to see him in this tournament. Uh, hopefully you will see good things from uh, David Finley, uh, as in that Finley, but, you know, not not the same guy, just uh, that family. Jonathan Gresham, who I, everybody when ROH announced this knew Jonathan Gresham was going to be in the tournament. Kenny King who I believe is representing the Faccion Ingobernable. Yes, yes. And Lethal, Key Romero, another mainstay of, of Lucha yes. Fan. Uh, Matt Seidel, Rust Taylor, Tracy Williams, Josh Woods, Fred Yehai, Silas Young, and Wheeler Utah. Um, so you've got, I mean, you've got a few... A few good lucha names in here and lots of great grappler names. So I expect to see a lot of uh, grappling style matches out of this. And I'm very, very excited to, to watch all of these. Yes, me too. Yeah. It's it's great that Ring of Honors is returning. I think for the wrestling purists out there, uh, this this tournament is definitely going to be uh, something they're looking forward to. Um. Yeah, so uh, we we're gonna have uh, have a couple of. Sorry, I had someone trying to talk to me there. Uh, we're gonna that's we're gonna have that tournament. We're gonna have some other ROH matches being filmed, I'm sure. But uh, speaking of more matches being filmed and returns, I'm gonna jump right ahead to MLW, who announced this week that they are starting what they call the restart, uh, and they will be filming that. They will be filming in October. And then uh, they they haven't really even given us a lot more details because they're still alluding to the fact that it could be rebranded back as the old underground name instead of sticking with Fusion. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And and I think, I think uh, it was uh, the them bringing back some of the episodes of Underground um, on YouTube recently. It's definitely yes. helped regenerate that fan base. Um, and, and Fusion in itself is a great product as well, so I don't think they can go wrong either way, but it Absolutely definitely is, is just, you know, kind of what direction does the company want to go in with their television? I think Underground was necessary at the time. It kind of filled in a gap that ECW left. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that was very suitable, but now, you know, the wrestling television has evolved. Um, so of course you have this underground concept that is still very unique and different. There's still a gap from Lucha underground, but I think whatever it's like the MLW underground product and the Lucha underground product are, are fairly different, uh, e- even in that. So if they were to return, you know, it, it would definitely be something different that's on, uh, television, but I don't know if they really need to do that. Whereas fusion is more of, you know, uh, a product of a lot of the television that in, in wrestling that we see now in that mm-hmm. structure. Um, and it's been also very successful because it does focus on really good storytelling and storylines. Um, and, and their roster isn't as, um, you know, as well known to fan bases in the, you know, if you're not really familiar with independent wrestling. So sometimes the storytelling is how you grab in those. new Absolutely. And, and they've always been really good at that. And uh, I, so I'm very excited to see how they're going to utilize this. And as we've mentioned many times on the show, they're very Lucha friendly with uh, L.A. Park and his family being primary players 
Um, there's a lot yes. of uh, very exciting things <clears throat> that can come out of this product. Oh, the the Familia de la Park is yeah, that's my that's yeah. my jam. I I love it. <laughs> they do it so right in MLW with them. Mm-hmm. Yes, both when Ring of Honor and MLW come back, I have a feeling that we may see some of that coverage on the Central, um, or of course we're going to be covering it here uh, on the Lucha Central Weekly podcast. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening in. Of course, you know, we will be back next week. Um, and, you know, definitely some interesting topics. One topic that uh, we will be uh, discussing is the new documentary uh, that details and highlights the career of Vampiro, Nail in the Coffin. Um, so make sure that you come back next week uh, as we are going to discuss yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. as that's going to be a big topic because um, of just how fascinating it is. And really, it's gotten a lot of press and a lot of coverage. Um, and, of course, I mean, with Vampiro being really a, a, a legend in Lucha Libre, his involvement in AAA, I mean, there's definitely layers to this, not only uh, within the story of his career, but, you know, his life in Mexico and uh, the story of Lucha Libre. So make sure you stay tuned next week, as well as us covering all of the news happening in the world of Lucha Libre in Mexico and States. Make sure that you follow Lucha Central on social media, at Lucha Central uh, on Facebook and Instagram and at LuchaCentral.com on Twitter. Of course, you can always check out the Lucha Central YouTube page that has lots of great matches and interviews. And, of course, LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. But after you do all of that, come and follow us, the hosts, on social media. Uh, Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? I'm on Instagram at Dusty Murphy and Facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And Brendan, where can our listeners find you? Okay, so I am on Instagram, the 321 t-shirt guy. Uh, I still haven't gotten to even read that the full message. He asked me something about food. I remember that, but I didn't write it down because I, I got in there, I read the messages, and realized that I had an update on, on Twitter where something cool happened. So that brings me right to... <laughs> I am at 321 T-Shirt Guy on Twitter as well. Uh, and then I also on Twitter, I'm, I have it in the profile. I'm Miranda's official inbox on Twitter. So talking yeah. both of us there. <laughs> yes, you can talk. You can reach out to me uh, through Brendan's Twitter. I myself, Miranda Morales. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda spelled out. Feel free to let us know what you think of the show. And, of course, as always, we thank you all for listening. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to your favorite class podcast platform. That way you get on when this show drops, even though it's every Friday. You want to know exactly when that happens. So make sure you subscribe. Also, feel free to uh, leave any comments uh, and rate us on any of these podcast platforms and let us know how we're doing. We want to know from you. What kinds of stories would you like for us to cover? What kinds of things would you like to hear on this show? Um, and But always thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week for Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy. I am Miranda Morales. Thank you and have a great week.